Both national polls and betting odds are showing that Joe Biden is in the lead for the 2020 election, which is now just 33 days away. Many people have already voted. Many people who have not voted are not going to have their minds changed, regardless of what kind of shit show the next debates end up being. But our job as investors is being prepared for either outcome. We've had a couple of videos about what stocks would be buying and selling ahead of a Biden presidency. Today, we explore the other side. Is it as simple as do the opposite of the Biden trades? Just bet against infrastructure and electric vehicles and sustainable energy and go all in on oil and golf courses and Twitter? Today on Dumb Money Live, what happens to stocks if Trump wins? We're going to reveal our best stock picks for a second term with Donald Trump. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean. Streaming live on YouTube, we are Dumb Money. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. This is Dumb Money Live. Welcome and thank you for joining us. If you haven't smashed that like button yet, right now, perfect time to do it. It is guaranteed to make your favorite candidate win the election. Or at least it's going to uh, let YouTube know that we made a video, right? Money doesn't care about politics, dude. And, and even though that it's said that uh, Biden has a 70% chance of winning right now, roughly, roughly, all right? That's a 30% chance of Trump winning. And let me tell you this. Look at the last election. The polls, thing, yeah, the polls and the betting odds were both thing. wrong last time. This is one of those episodes where despite the political nature, we we have our minds open. We have to have a plan for our money. We, we've talked about a Biden win. Today it's about Trump. And we probably also need to do an episode about what to do when the outcome is not clear, because I think that's a, a strong likelihood. But staying out of politics is easy because... We're radical centrists. I, I know that uh, I don't align with any established political party. Um, I know that you take any version of my radical and, and take that to a whole new level. Cor correct. So there is no way as an investor, if you think there's a 30 percent chance of having an event happen, even if you don't think it's going to happen, that you can't be prepared. You must be prepared for that event. We must be prepared. If it looks like Trump is starting to gain an edge over the next three to four weeks and going into the election on Election Day, like you need to have those trades ready to go. You can't be thinking about those trades on Election Day or the day after. You need to be ready to hit that button because you're not going to have a week. You're not going to have three days. You might not even have an hour. You might have 30 seconds once it looks like that report comes out that it's going Trump's way. You might have 30 seconds or 10 seconds to get your Trump trade on, okay? And so I know exactly what my Trump trade is, and we're going to talk about it on this show. And I went, I went back and watched the, some news coverage from, you know, three and a half years ago when when the election results came in and the market did not know how to react, like it was, it was crazy, right? It was it, because people weren't prepared. And so, you know, you might have a slightly more than 30 seconds because people, not enough people are watching our channel, right? They're not thinking about things as clearly, but what are, what are some of the, like the headlines that, that you're looking for? Is, is it healthcare? Is it drugs? Is it banks? What, what are your, what are your Trump trades? Cause I have one that okay. you, you probably haven't uh, picked up on. All right, I bet you do, but I have a bunch. Okay, I have a bunch, but let's just talk about my like my what is the first button I'm hitting? If you want to know what the first ticker is that I'm going to type in <laughs> to my Ameritrade account, it is going to be shorting or buying puts on T A N TAN. That is the um, solar ETF, okay? Now, you look at the solar ETF. This thing has been up the last few days. Why is it up? Because Biden 
did better, you know, Biden kind of won, according to betting polls and the market, kind of won this last last debate, generally, like by a little bit. And that's a positive for Tim. Although I did see the uh, president tweeted that he won just this morning, just just 30 minutes ago, because he he won. Money, money doesn't lie. And listen, the bottom line is the Biden stocks have been performing better than average the last couple of days. And TAN, T-A-N, is a stock. And I told you this, if Biden wins the election, I'm going down. I'm, I'm levering into that, okay? And some of the components of that that we talked about on our Biden episode. If you guys haven't seen our what stocks to buy if Biden wins, we did two episodes on that. You must watch them. Maybe we'll put them up here. We'll put them in the, in the notes in the description. But I'm going to short tan. I'm going to buy puts on tan because it's such an obvious trade. I don't think you try to get too fancy. I think you could try to get fancy with your seventh or eighth trade. But I think the first five or six that you make have to be obvious ones because that's where the market is going to be rushing into those trades. I'm going to be shorting tan. That's my first one if, uh, if it looks like Trump is getting the edge. All right. What's your second one? Or Jordan, what's what's your first one? Yeah, my, I'll, I'll probably buy um, probably buy some oil. I'll buy some Exxon Mobil. Um, because yeah, because I think that's going to be my first one. I, I just I, you know I just think that uh, you know I think there's a lot of, of uh, negative overhang right now, and that's the reason you know and oil demand and things like that um, that's hanging over a lot of these oil stocks. Um, and I think it'll be a big boost if uh, Trump does get reelected. That, so. That's a really smart trade. You know why? Because it's an obvious trade. I think for right. your first, second, third trade, don't get too fancy. You know how many funds are going to be rushing into that oil trade. Jordan, that is a brilliant first trade right there. And it's so depressed right now. And it's so depressed right now, too. It absolutely is. And, you know, if you think about it, while the long-term future in fossil fuels, is this is definitely not a growth industry, the... uh, the chances of Trump further regulating or adding additional taxes to the industry are non-existent, right? So that that's... look, and we we know one thing. I mean, airlines. There's no battery out there that's light enough to to power an airliner, right? And so airlines are going to be on fossil fuels as well as the majority of uh, automobiles for a long time. Yep. That 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 that's a great one, man. I'm I'm just gonna scratch like that's one I had on my list, so I'm gonna scratch it off here. I still got like eight or nine left. Uh. And I have I have one that I, I'm gonna. It's not gonna be the first one that I mentioned, but it is going to be. Uh, I think it's the one that that is kind of most interesting. But I discovered something yesterday when we were telling uh, some friends of ours at uh, Bullish the that they that we were going to talk about these uh, Trump trades. Um, they, they told me about this ETF that I didn't know existed. It's the MAGA ETF. And it is, it is this, uh, it's an ETF that here's their methodology from their website. They, uh, they, it is 150 companies from the S and P 500 that is indexed based on this Trump index that they've created based on, uh, the company employees and political action committees being highly supportive of Republican candidates. So it's like this equally, equally weighted, uh, ETF, so there's more exposure to smaller companies, uh, less weight on tech companies, but it's companies like L Brands, Domino's Pizza, FedEx, UPS, Whirlpool, Duke Energy. It's, it is, uh, so it's, it's this little, uh, this little company. I don't know how big they are, but Point Bridge Capital is the company that put it together. And I look, their, their founder, uh, his name is Hal Lambert. He served in Trump's inaugural committee. And uh, from what I can tell, this is their only publicly traded ETF, and they're otherwise just a fee-based money management firm for rich people, the kind of firm that the three of us avoid like the plague. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what, Dave? That is such a marketing vehicle. Like I look like you have L Brands. Like I so don't. Th- I know why L Brands is in there because you know executive management has some Trump support, board support. But like no way do I affiliate that as a Trump trade. But I will give you this, Dave. If that's a trade you're going to make, that's a trade I might make for one day because I do the mere fact that it's called the magnifying. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Whether it's right, yes. whether it's I'm going to write. It's that, one of those. It's one of those ticker down. first kind of trades where. It you know like like you say the obvious traits the you know, going to Exxon Mobil Exxon Mobil on day one going to MAGA seems like th- that's that's kind of might be a news story uh, on election morning 
election. Sm Dave, smart move. Like like I said, just because of the name alone, it's. I don't want to hold that thing for more than a day because I don't actually think it's the best type of Trump stocks that are no. in that fund. I think the methodology, I don't think they care about the methodology. You know what I think they care about? It's all about marketing, marketing yes. the ETF. That's how those guys make money. I don't blame them. That's their business. They know what they're doing. They don't make money on having a, 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 a ETF that ad accurately tracks Trump sediment. They have money in association that people see it and they think it's interesting. So they invest in it. That's how they make money. And, and, and I, okay. I went back and looked at the history. It did when they first came out with this. Uh, I think it was in 2018. It did slightly outperform the S&P at the very beginning because of probably just media coverage. But then over time, you know, the S&P has, has killed this fund. But for a very short term trade on a day after election, this might be something to look at. Can I tell you what my fourth trade is? I know I only told you one. Please do. But Jordan's Jordan's is my second, and yours is my third. So like I'm I'm liking <laughs> where all of you are going with this. So my fourth is going to be something slightly more speculative, okay. slightly, but I think you could really potentially kill it on this trade. Okay, I am going to buy for one single day. I'm going to go in on Kodak, okay? I'm going to go in on Kodak. <laughs> if I think Trump is going to win, I'm going to own them for one day. Are you going to okay? buy some Nikola, too, while you're at it? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a Kodak. Because you remember the whole Kodak trade? I know. It's all about this is Trump's people that are pushing for this. And I don't even care if the deal gets done or not. But I think when people see Trump potentially winning, if that happens, or if he actually does win, I think there's going to be a huge rush into that Kodak trade, okay? So I'm buying Kodak. I'm going to sell it after 24 or 48 hours max. But that will be my fourth trade, okay? All right. I like it. Mark, mark it not, off here. Not too much, but I like your. I like where your mind is. Um, oh, by I'll, the way, be, I'll be staying away from Kodak. I want to know, Chris, what are, what are you going to do with your Vista outdoors if you if uh, if this happens? Now you're starting to get a little more fancy, okay? Yeah. Not too fancy. I'm going to say that Vista is not my fifth trade. It's my sixth. My fifth trade is I'm going to buy some banks, all right? And why am I going to buy the banks? Not because I like the no, banks. No, because of, because of because favorable it, tax treatment. You, you, Dave, you just nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Because we all right. know that the big, maybe the number one thing that Biden is going to do is increase that corporate tax rate up to 28%, which is basically splitting the difference between where it was before and where it was now. And that, I think, is going to have like an 8 to 9% uh, impact on earnings for the big banks like J.P. Morgan and Bank of America. That's an 8 to 9% negative impact on earnings per share. So that is a Wall Street trade. That is a trade that hedge funds are going to pour no, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. They're going to pour into because right now they're holding back because they're concerned about that increase in the corporate tax rate. So if you want to play the corporate tax rate, the most obvious rate to, way to do that on a Trump win would be to buy B of A and JP Morgan and some of the other big banks, right? So yep. that's an obvious one, guys, right? Got to do that. Got to have that. Um, so my, my next my next sector, So since you picked the bank sector, it's like, it's like we, uh, are, are, we have the same <laughs> minds. Um, I want to talk a little about the media companies, okay? Because I think that Trump has has basically kept cable television alive, uh, you know, Fox and uh, and and it's it's the discussion, you know, is is kind of it, it it's it's just mind numbing on Facebook, but it keeps people coming back. Uh, you have you have News Corp, you have uh, Sinclair. Um, but the thing is, if you, if you go back and actually look at those media companies that, that during, uh, the Trump presidency, that the things that you thought might have uh, done well, that they haven't really news corp, which, uh, publishes the wall street journal parent company of Dow Jones. They've been basically flat that, you know, up and down, but they, they haven't really had a, um, a significant move. If you look at Sinclair, the Trump friendly TV uh, thing that they have, they have like 193 stations. They cover 70% of local TV markets. They're basically concentrated in the South and Midwest, 40% of American households, but their stock is down 30% in four years. I'm staying away from those. My pick for the media company is the failing New York Times. Trump loves to hate them, but the reality is 
New York Times, NYT, has dramatically outperformed the S&P 500 since Trump was inaugurated. It is up 300% since Election Day. It's out of control. Yeah, but but here's my issue with that, okay? I, it, it doesn't necessarily... Correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. That's right? true. We talk about that all the time. So I don't know, unless you can prove to me that it's up because of Trump, I don't see that as being an obvious, you know, Trump trade. I think it's an interesting one I think to it's, research further. Yeah, I think it's not but, specifically up because of Trump. I think that the idea of investing in a paper-based, we're going to deliver thing, that seems like something I would stay far, far away from. Well, but they have but the switched time, to digital. The Times is not just paper-based. Absolutely. I mean, they've got an excellent website. That's the thing. I, I, of all of my subscriptions that I pay for on a monthly basis for things on my computer, you know, the only news source that I actually pay for because I got sick of getting stuck on the paywall is the New York Times. I'm, I'm a oh. subscriber to their service just because oh, yeah. I got sick of not being able to read the full story. Can can you forward me the good articles from that? Because I won't pay for it. I'm too. Yeah, no, I will like, totally. I I will do that. Right, I will PDF them for oh, wait, you. We're, we're doing this live. I don't. I think that's against their terms of service. Well, whatever. <laughs> they, if they if they happen will... to intercept one of those text messages, then then Dave's in trouble. But until then, <laughs> please forward me. But I just want to. I just want to pull up this. Here's a five year chart, New York Times, and let me just overlay the S and P 500 so you can see that I I actually am telling the truth. Look at that. New York Times yeah. in green, the S&P 500 in orange. Wow. I would not have thought that. I, w I, I wouldn't have either until I started looking into, like, I really, I wanted to find, like, Fox News was doing well or that, like, one of these super Trumpy kind of media outlets was. But but they weren't. They they actually didn't do well. Um, what, what did... I mean, I mean, Dave, if I'm going to, I mean, I know this is on your mind as well. If I'm going to make a media trade on Trump, it has to be. It has to be Twitter. It has to be Twitter, right? Because, I mean, come well, on. and here's here's my thing. I, I don't think I'm going to buy Twitter just because, just because, but... um. I think it's it, 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 Twitter's up like 30% year to year to date, aren't they? But I think Twitter is going, listen, here's the thing. So as you're making these, let's say we have 30 seconds. Let's say we have 90 seconds to get these trades on, right? And you know, over the last two decades, how many times there have been when every second matters. You want to go with the obvious ones first. You get the obvious trades out of the way. Then you want to start pouring into the slightly less obvious ones because there's usually more time to get in those trades. I think if you could get that Twitter trade in within 45 to 50 seconds, you could probably arm, arm those people getting in that Twitter trade because it's not going to be the first trade people make. But it will be the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth trade people make. So it's kind of—I don't even know if it makes my top yeah. ten, quite honestly. But if I'm going, once I get to the media stage of my trading on this Trump deal, it's going to be Twitter, not New York Times. But I don't I, know. See, I, the thing I, is, I, I love Twitter. If Twitter had a paid service that would somehow make it even better for me, I would probably pay for that service too. But they don't, and they have ads that. Have you, you get these surveys sometimes that say, uh, you know, within Twitter, it says, you know, take a quick survey, make Twitter better. And it's always like, did you notice that we had an ad for this brand? I'm like, no. Did, did it make you feel better or worse about the company? Neither. I mean, it's like, did you ever notice like ads on Twitter? No, I, I th th it just kind of, I scroll through and, and just find the things that are interesting to me. Okay, can I just say something? I've been so excited researching these Trump trades that I did not spend as much time, and I, I now I feel I feel like I want to go back on my number one, two, and three <laughs> trade. Um, something that Jordan Jordan mentioned because Jordan did mention uh, what do I think about Vista Outdoors if Trump wins, and and this is a really important question. It's not just Vista Outdoors; it's also Smith and Wesson. It's also Ruger. This is the gun and ammo trade. We have been on this gun and ammo trade all year and we have been crushing it right and as you guys know i've been piling into vista outdoors in fact i now have 100,000 shares of vista outdoors guys wow. 100,000 shares of vista outdoors that's how my i've been adding to it for the past couple weeks guys i told you i, I know do i don't this. i don't I own vista you, outdoors I, and um I'm wondering just what oh. it's a twenty dollars stock. So okay, that's that's impressive. I, I you know I started buying at what eleven bucks, 
uh, I, the reason why I added to Vista Outdoors is because of the debate this week, because of the Biden poll, because of the Biden edge that I'm seeing right now. If I start to see a Trump edge, okay, and oh, if Trump actually ends up, it looks like he's going to win. I am not only going to completely pull back from that Vista Outdoors trade. I will sell my 100,000 shares and I will short it. Okay, I will short Vista. I will sell my Smith and Wesson and I will short Smith and Wesson. I will sell my Ruger and I will short Ruger because the one thing that we know for a fact is that a Trump win is terrible, terrible for gun stocks and ammo stocks. Now, I will say there is one exception to that rule. If a Trump win ends up leading to kind of mass civil chaos, then I might get back into gun stocks. But I think the initial knee-jerk reaction, the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, wow, Trump's going to win today, is a huge negative for gun and ammo, man. And that could be a top three trade for me, quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, ma- mainly because you're so heavy in it right now and it's a it's a yeah. risk. But even if I'm not heavy in it, Jordan, I still yeah. think that is like I'm, when you start to think about what stocks are going to have the biggest swing. Right now, do I think B of A and JP Morgan are going to go up? Absolutely. Do I think do I think, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's a math. Uh, that's a math Exxon's formula problem, you know. Right, right. But but here's the thing. I think Vista Outdoors. That's a perception thing. I think uh, I think Ruger and Smith and Wesson. Those stocks could come down twenty to thirty percent in a and that's, day. And that's where, like I say, okay. I'm not going to be buying Twitter if Trump wins. But I might be selling or putting or doing something to Twitter if. Trump loses, right? Because I think Twitter becomes less relevant when there's when we don't need the political echo chamber. And you know what, Dave? Something that I am going to do regardless, even if I think going into election day, if I think that Biden has an 80 percent edge, right, it doesn't matter. I can guarantee you one thing. I will be buying puts, short-term, weekly puts if they have them, I, I can't remember, on Vista Outdoors just to protect that position just for the election itself, just for a couple of days, yep. okay? Um, so, and I'll be doing that on a bunch of my stocks, I think have I have a high risk profile. Yeah, because you just need to protect yourself on the downside and you're going to have this limited, uh, you know, limited risk on the puts because you'll lose all of your premium if you're wrong, but it, it it's a bet you need to make when you're right. Yeah, yeah. I have kind of a crazy one, guys. I don't. Well, I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have any others that are really like those are those are the off, top of, a little more off that's radar? The top of my list. Jordan, how about you? Okay. You there? Wait. What? Um, do, do you have any trades? others? That, yeah. Any other? Any other big trades or ones that are kind of off radar for this? Um. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think about what would be a good um, infrastructure play, right? Because I think that's. Um, and I actually think that that's kind of. Uh, on a Trump win, my kind of infrastructure a, play. I think was it's more both, Biden. right? I think it's yeah. both. Yeah, yeah it's, it's both. both. I think it's probably a little bigger on Biden. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like either I, way, you uh, long term so like infrastructure, if, something that that's going to do well, but it's it's not like this this big explosive trade that we need to uh, to like make on election the day after the election, right? Okay. Yeah, well, so, right. so let me throw out one pure play for the election. Okay, it's an interesting one. I. I I don't know how many other people are looking at it right now, but I do know that it's likely to have a big, big pop. So Biden has come out and said that if he wins, one of his priorities, or not top priority, but something that he really wants to do is eliminate private prisons from the federal kind of ecosystem. Okay, so he doesn't want federal prisons private companies okay geo geo group uh is a big private prison company publicly traded they have been in the dumps i think part not all part some of the reason they're in the dumps because they let all those prisoners out remember for for covid so and that's not a good thing for them the more prisoners the better because they make money on every one but part of the reason why i think they're in the dumps right now is this risk of biden winning the election and really messing with their contracts long term. So if Trump wins, I think that's an immediate pop for GEO Group. Okay, and I think that's it's it maybe a little off radar, but not to the people that are looking at that stock and investing in it. I think that stock pops. It's potentially a top six or seven trade for. That's me. interesting. Yeah, that's that's the one that I it. hadn't uh, put on my list, but um, it's it's now on, this is this is my official list now. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so Jordan, I'm kind of shocked that you uh, didn't bring something up. Being an A&M guy, you know, I feel like you're, you know, you're really in tune with uh, military stuff and defense. I know you're like, as an engineer, you're really savvy with all the defense world and all that, that stuff. What do you think about that? I mean, right? I mean, that's got to be a knee-jerk positive in a Trump win. Yeah, has to yeah. Be, I mean, right? so it, just anytime you have a Republican president, I mean, that's uh, you know, I mean, the biggest thing will be also seeing what happens in the House and the Senate if he were to get elected. Because if you had a full Republican-controlled uh, government, then at that point, you know, military spending will be. Well, off you're the not going to get that. The House, they're not going to win over the House. So, like, yep. that's not probably going to happen. I think. I think realistically, uh, yeah, a, tr- a Trump win is going to be positive for Lockheed. It's not; it might not even be a top ten trade for me. Yeah, it might fall towards the lower end of the top of my top ten trades, uh, but it's, it's it's one I would it's one I would definitely look at. Yeah, I'm always just wary of aerospace in general. So I know, but I'm not talking about long term. Yeah, here. For I sure. like like guys. By the way, you know, if we get an election winner. We will get one eventually, right? Eventually. <laughs> I, don't know how I mean, long is it going to happen, though? Is it gonna... <laughs> how many, how many that's a, that's days, whole, weeks, or months? <laughs> yeah, that's another topic. By the way, we are going to have a designated episode. We have, we have already we decided have to do it. Yeah. Uh, on if there is a, pro, what, what do you call this, prolonged decision-making process? What's that called? Like Just, uh, just an unknown. We, an don't, unknown we, don't, like, where like we don't have a presidential winner. Yeah, if this thing turns into chaos for like six to eight weeks and we're fighting over who the president is, that's a trade. Like, there are trades right there. We have work to do to figure out what those trades are, but yeah. we promise you that episode is coming. Uh, and and it know, will really, we'll probably have to have different scenarios. Like, what if there's just a, you know, peaceful court debate versus a what if people are rioting in the streets and what you know there's different scenarios that can happen yeah but i want to say this we will have additional episodes once we do have a new president decided whether it's biden or trump once they're actually in what the senate looks like what the house looks like how much power we think they're actually going to have we will start to dig into longer term investments that we're looking to keep you know, for like six months to a year or two, right, through their presidency. And that has more to do with what, now that they're elected, it's less about what people think is a positive and more about what actually is a positive. Do you guys remember when Trump was elected and everybody went deep into the steel stocks, right? Because they thought Trump was talking about steel, steel, steel. What Mm -hmm. was fascinating is those stocks all came down and crashed because there was a perception that Trump was going to save the steel industry and throw all this crazy money into it. But what we learned was that his priorities about what he actually could get done versus what's difficult to get done, he ended up not really spending that much time on steel. And ultimately, the steel stocks came down and crashed. So I think the actual longer-term trades are almost more interesting than the short-term perception trades, but yep. we got to get there first. So this is what matters. Yeah, we have to now, do both. We have to be right? ready. We'll have to do both. Exactly. We'll have to be ready. We'll do both. Um, I have another sector I want to talk about, though, uh, that I think will be impacted. Now, this is an interesting one, guys, because this is one of those ones where it's more of a perception than a reality. But cannabis, cannabis has been in the dumps for the last year, year and a half for a multitude of reasons, right? Now, if we get a Trump presidency, I think the perception is that it has that's just another just knock in the face for the cannabis industry, right? It's definitely a net negative. Do I actually think it's a huge net negative because these stocks are already so far down I think there are so many other factors that come into play the next two years to determine whether cannabis is able to rebound or not. I don't really think a Trump presidency is going to bury them, but they're already not doing well. If Trump gets elected, that's just a big negative on Election Day. And I think at some point, somewhere in my Trump, if my Trump wins portfolio, there's going to be at least a short term. It might last for a day or a week or a month. There's a short term cannabis play in there. Maybe I'll short Canopy. Uh, maybe I'll short Aurora. Uh, but that's probably going to happen. That's in my portfolio on a Trump one. And by the way, a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of them are the negative 
if Biden wins, right? So if Biden wins, we talked about this in our episode. Yeah. We didn't really talk too much about cannabis, but cannabis is going to be in there as a short-term perception trade if Biden wins. And I, I'm just seeing in the live chat, did, did you see um, anything about uh, the mushroom news in Discord? I, I have not seen that. Uh, so this is a topic that I am fascinated by. I did not see it. Um, I want to know what they're talking about, but I, I am fascinated by uh, mushroom uh, psychedelic therapy uh, for what I think is one of the world's largest pharma markets, okay, which is depression. Uh, people don't understand how big this market is and the degree to which, like some of the early, early data on essentially uh, the psychedelics in, in, in mushrooms, they actually change, they have an imprint on your brain and it changes your brain. And if you if you look into the studies on clinically depressed cancer patients, these are terminally ill patients that are the most severe depression patients in the world. The, the, the evidence is spectacular about what this therapy does to them. In a single treatment, it basically turns their entire life around. Now, there's a lot of testing to be done. Um, and I don't know the degree to which they'll actually be able to kind of license that right because like it's just mushrooms right like how do you protect that um but i think it's fascinating and like i'm not there's a publicly traded company in this space is that what they're talking about i haven't invested in them because i still don't really understand how they can protect the asset and yeah. actually monetize it over time well what's the conversation about Dave? well let me let me let me dig in i've, I've been trying to set up some uh, other screens i have so many screens going on during these shows i need to set up a second camera just so you can see What's going on on this side of the camera? It's it's out of control. So I, I actually haven't been following along, but I just pulled it up on the screen. So um, city of Ann Arbor, Michigan has decriminalized psychedelic plants, including magic mushrooms. Uh, and so not safe, not like pharma drugs. CDC I, I... extends a ban on cruises from the U.S. Okay, it's, it's not all on topic down there in the uh, chat. So, so I, I had someone in my network who's kind of a Wall Street guy. Uh, who had someone in his family that they were desperately trying to get into a you know non-authorized uh, magic mushroom treatment facility you know because there's only like a couple facilities that are doing really small scale tests for this company that is publicly traded um, to kind of go through these phase two and phase three trials but there's so much demand people are reading about it. there are books out there on this. Um, and everyone is now trying to like, and he's out there. He's like, does anybody know of one that I, that you could refer me to? Cause we're really trying to get this family member into. And I, I thought, it, I just think it's a fascinating space. It's one that I'm watching. I think what's really early, but you know, you know, I shouldn't think about it so critically because even if there's no way to monetize it, just the perception, right? Sometimes it's about the perception of the win. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, you know, these guys, yeah, I mean, the problem with things like, the problem with things like this, and I think it's probably the same with the cannabis industry, is that you're basically just investing in farmers, right? And so it's it's really hard to get types of margins that you need out of these things when there's so much competition, very little barrier to entry. Um, it, 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 it's it, just farming. It, it is. You're right, Jordan. And I think that's that's really what the cannabis industry has come back to, right? It's like, but yeah. you know, when you think about farming, think about the cigarette, the tobacco industry, that's just farming, but that didn't stop them growing into hundred billion dollar companies, right? And no, all that. That's a, that's a, that's a really good point. And Altria, I mean, they still, you know, they're still around. It's, it's amazing. We should, it's amazing. So I think, we should put this on the list of shows to have. We, we, we let us do a little bit more research and digging and, uh, apparently Joe Rogan show. had a show about, uh, shrooms, uh, yesterday. Or that was one okay, of the topics. Let, let, uh, let's do it, man. Let's do it because it's an, it's a topic I'm interested in, and I just I need to spend more time. There's only one publicly traded company that I'm aware of that's even tradable, so we need to be. You know, we'll we'll look into it for sure. Um, man, we've we've worked through, I think every single one of the now. Yeah, we've worked through every single major if Trump wins. Yes. Trade that I have. I mean, listen, there's a lot. You can only have so many. Just getting those, I have roughly 10 trades. Just getting those trades on, I want to say something here. It's less, it's less about exactly which trade you pick. So as an investor, I don't think I'm going to spend too much of my time trying to decipher 
is, you know, is the Exxon trade better than the Lockheed trade? Or is that better than, you know, uh, shorting TAN, right, which is the solar ETF? All these trades are probably legitimate good Trump trades yeah. if it looks like he's going to win. I think it's more important for investors to spend their energy and their focus on when to put the trade on. Getting that trade on early but not too early. Actually making sure that the that it really is going in Trump's favor, right? Before you put that trade on because if you get caught in that trade and you're on the wrong side of it and then Trump loses or it's a contested election, all of a sudden these stocks are going to, you know, snap right back. So for me, I have my trades. I got my portfolio. We just went over it in this episode, right? I'm done. I'm not going to look I'm not going to dive in deeper on it. Now I've got one more thing to think about Amazon. Yeah. So we know that uh, we know that Trump's been, you know, somewhat anti-Amazon. Um, He's just been anti. You think this is a? That's a good point. He's a hater. Yeah, that's a good point. But they, I mean, they're they all, you know, there's always stuff coming up about, you know, uh, the government looking into all sorts of things with Amazon. So do you think that stuff ramps up, or do you I, think it's a non-issue? I feel like Jordan. That's one that we want to dive deeper into. Into our yeah. if he wins. How big of an effect is it actually going to have? I don't, with all the various obvious Trump trades, I don't, on election day, I don't see a ton of people like trading Amazon because Biden won or Trump won. Yeah. But you know why, Jordan? Because you could make a good argument on both sides that it's either yeah. good or bad. And, and so even within the good, clear. like I, I, there's good things about, I think Amazon's still a strong company if Trump wins, right? It's not all yeah. negative. And, yeah. and I think that a lame duck president isn't as motivated to, like perhaps try to torture his rival uh, Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. So, 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 I think if I could, or maybe have he one is. Maybe that would just be uh, <laughs> just what he wants to do. Maybe it, he has he has nothing to lose at that point. Yeah. I, I my one big takeaway is don't overthink Trump trades. Overthink whether or not to put those trades on and when to put them on. And, and for me, so it's not. It's not. I'm not going to be concentrated in just one trade. I'm going to have like a handful, maybe not all ten that you have, but I'm going to have a few because some will do better than others. Obviously, some will do worse. And having, you know, basically, I'm going to have my own little mutual fund of uh, of trades that I'm going to place based on various scenarios. Yeah, and and listen. By the way, let's remind everyone right now: we're not financial advisors. This is these are not stocks that you should own. This is what we are buying, right? Because we know our risk tolerance. We don't know your risk tolerance. So don't sit here. Don't, don't mirror our trades. I hope this got your mind working, right? Do your own research. Figure out what your portfolio looks like. What's your if Trump wins portfolio? Uh, and that's it. Like, I'm now going to focus, laser focus, guys, on when to put the trade on. Do you know that back in 2016, and this is something I am so proud of, uh, that our company ticker tags, right? Me and Jordan had. We were the first data company and or poll company or whatever you want to find it in the entire world. In the entire world, we were the first company to come out and publicly issue a statement on election day that Trump had an edge that day. Literally, we were number one. And we did that not because of me and Jordan. I, we created the platform, right, that built this. One of our employees, Daria Woods, uh, who was doing a tremendous amount of work, data work, uh, statistical data work on people. It was, it's essentially real-time virtual exit polling coming off of Twitter where we had buckets based on what words people were using to explain how they voted and then and basically benchmarking that against known biases on Twitter. Uh, we were able to statistically say that our live exit polling was exceptionally strong for Trump. Um, and, and, and we were the first and we and we got it right. Now, it's more of a directional indicator, but it was a really important directional indicator that happened midday on Election Day. OK, uh, and listen, I think there are so many alternative data sets, so many people that are out there that you need to be watching and listening to on Election Day and, and even leading up to it. Like uh, 538. Right. Nate was a Nate Silver. Right. That that that's, you know, someone that I follow very closely, not necessarily because I by everything he he says like right now he's saying it's like a 72 percent that biden wins i want to see the narrative behind his data the narrative behind his opinion i want to see every poll and i want to make my own determination uh you know i told you guys the night of that biden uh trump 
uh, debate, I said Biden, I think, is going to win this debate based on how the market's going to react. And I think Biden's stocks will, will look good here. Uh, just an apolitical stance on the debate, and I gave you my reasons for that. And it turned out that the, bol- the, p- the betting polls did ultimately say that, that Biden won. The betting polls all lifted Biden by about seven points. Uh, in that next day. And I think we're finally starting to get the first poll numbers in. And the poll numbers are showing a slight one to two to three point lift for Biden based on the debate. Guys, it doesn't matter whether you're you know, a Trumper, a conservative, a Republican, a Democrat, a Biden fan. This is money. Political views don't matter on this show. You have to be apolitical and you have to really dissect. Is this going in Biden's direction? Is it going in Trump's direction? It's so hard. How hard is it to remove your political self? Less hard for us because we're pretty apolitical, right? Um, But I think it's really important to remove that political bias. And if it starts to move one way or the other, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to start to edge my positions in. I'm going to these Trump positions are not all or nothing. I'm not going to wait till Election Day. I'm going to start to edge into these positions if I think Trump right, is doing better and better towards the election. And if, and if it looks like Biden is doing I'm going to start to put my Biden trades on. I'm not going to wait because you just, you just never know. Chris, the president right? disagrees with your thought that uh, Bi- Biden won because this is his tweet <laughs> from today. He won big based on a know, compilation know, of polls, etc. Thank you, exclamation point. My, listen, my, my thought, the thing that I do follow when it comes to these debates, I do think, I do think that the, uh, you know, the betting polls are a fairly non-political because it's people's money, right? Like they're literally just gambling money on what they think is going to happen, right? So they're, they're gambling whether they think Biden's going to win the election or Trump's going to win the election. Now, I don't follow the gambling polls. I don't think they are accurate as an overall assessment of the election. But where I do think the gambling polls are accurate is when you see a major shift happening, right? So if you see a shift happening rapidly towards the left or towards the right, Biden or Trump, in the gambling polls, I think that's pretty indicative of a real shift that's happening in the world. So when we saw that shift happen after the debate, to me, that was an indication that people unbiasedly thought that Biden did better than expected, right? And I don't, it's not to say that Biden won. Here's the, here's the thing I think people mix up. Yeah. Saying that Biden won didn't mean he did better necessarily. It means he did better than people expected him to do. Does that make sense? He, yeah, I he think did better than expected, really and Trump well. did worse than expected. Trump was, yeah. was uh, the Trump got more media coverage after the fact, though. People were not talking about Biden's excellent performance. They were talking about Trump being a, madman and interrupting and not having uh, any kind of sense of presidential yeah. nature. I mean, yeah, that, I mean that, that was, was the news big, story. And yeah, so he got talked about. He loves that. Yeah. 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 It was a big problem for Trump. But Biden, I mean, I was really surprised at how well he held himself together um, with everything that we've seen where people are talking about how he has to have a handler and all these things. But I thought, you know, I thought that he did well um, just cognitively, which was um, a positive for him. Yeah, for me as an investor, when I have my investor hat on, going into that debate, I was like, if Biden completely melts down on stage, completely melts down, I'm going to have some serious trading to do tomorrow morning. And when that didn't happen, I was like, well, I'm not going to have to do what I was thinking I might have to do, right? And kind of what what Uh, you didn't hear him say, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like very painful for drug companies or uh, healthcare, yeah. and you know that. So, 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 Dave, you know I have a huge position in Vista Outdoors. I was so ready to exit that position, yeah. a bulk of it, the next morning. If Biden had the meltdown, I was worried about. So, again, if you're apolitical, I'm thinking about money. I'm thinking about green money. I don't want to lose money. I don't care about right now politics. When that didn't happen, I felt. I'm comfortable holding my Vista position the day after that debate. So that, again, is a reinforcement of the Biden kind. It was a Biden shift after that after that debate. That's how, as an investor, you need to think about this election going into it. Right. Just like think about the real shifts. Watch the gambling markets. Right. Watch the gambling markets if they majorly shift one way or the other. So, uh can we, uh, Can we talk about the stimulus? The, we, we, we said we were going yes. to talk about it in the pre-show. For those of you watching the replay, if you tune in for the live show, you get to see a little behind the scenes of us talking before we start the show, right? And uh, yes. we were talking yes. a little about the stimulus. 
and the reasons it hasn't happened and is there any impetus for it to be pushed forward quickly is there any reason for the democratic side to give up some of its uh you know its demands either side like what what do we make of the whole thing Biggest trade of the year if it happens, one of the biggest trades. If this stimulus happens, could you even imagine what that trading day is going to look like? Could you even imagine? You better be prepared to trade that day. So, like, yes, I don't think it's going to happen. I think 90% chance, maybe 95, it does not happen, okay? But 5 to 10% chance of something happening is enough for me to want to get mentally prepared, right, to, to, to trade on it. Well, if it happens, I just think... The easiest thing to do, just buy the market, man. Yeah. At that point, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like buy weekly calls. Okay. What do you think? I'm gonna buy weekly calls in just the S and P, right? I haven't done that in so long, but I would probably just get some spider calls for the week if I think that stimulus deal is gonna happen and not overthink individual trades. No. That's what I'm gonna do. Same thing. Yeah. You you know that if if stimulus happens and well we've seen it before. People get a check in their mailbox and what do they do? They put it in the Robinhood account and go buy whatever stock is on the top of the list at the time. But here's the problem, Dave, is that now the market is starting to trade into that as a real possibility. So at some point in the next in the next five to seven days, if it looks like stimulus is not going to happen, which I think is more likely the case, as soon as one of those guys – here's what you need to do. You need to be watching when they're coming out of these meetings. You kind of can get a sense for what time of the day Schumer's going to come out of that meeting, like they're all going to be coming out of that meeting. Because what they'll do is they'll actually talk to reporters and they'll be like, oh, we are crazy far. This is just not going to happen. The Democrats are being, um, the Republicans are being unreasonable. The Democrats are being unreasonable. You need to time that. You need to be waiting for it. You can't get the news story 15 minutes later when the New York Times or Bloomberg is reporting on that statement he made. You should be following these twins and getting alerts, right? Like, you know what I have, guys? I was getting alert. I'm gonna, I have to reset this today. When we were doing the last stimulus deal, I was getting alerted to every Pelosi and every Schumer and every like all those tweets so that the second they came out and said something, I was getting alerted on my yeah. phone and I would boom, I trade their off, tweets. Okay? And also like, I find that the reporters who are, have that as their beat, that's their assignment that they're covering it. They're going to tweet first before they even have a chance yeah. to type up the story and email it to their news desk. They're going to have a tweet on their personal account and like. With the president, you know, you know which reporters are following him all day, every day. I was, I, I had all of their alerts turned on for a while. Now I'm, I'm switching over to the people following the, the Senate. Dave, can you tweet? You got? Can you uh, tweet out who to follow? Because I, I would like to know who you're following. Uh, honestly, I'm sure everyone watching the show. If you guys follow our Twitter accounts, you know, at tweet Dave at Hansen, us. at Chris Camillo, yep. yeah, at Jordan McLean, or at Dumb Money TV. Uh, we will, you know, follow our accounts and we'll tweet out who we're following. Um, guys, yeah, and tweet at us who we should follow. Yeah, I tweet at us. Know. Let like, us know I who to follow because I think that's more yeah. useful than me because my list is old now. Like I, I haven't done yeah. this for a while and it's probably I, mean, I could do the research again or just hello, Internet. Tell me who to follow. So here's what I love as a social arb trader. Social arb trades generally don't come down to seconds, okay? Generally, they come down to arbing days to weeks to months. But this is a situation where as a social arb trader, seconds matter, okay? Seconds matter. At some point in the next seven days, we are going to find out that a stimulus deal is happening or a stimulus deal is not happening. As a trader, if you're following the right Twitter accounts, if you are looking for the information at the right time, okay, you could get a three to five to 10 second edge on the market. Even a 20 second edge on the market might be enough to put on a really nice SPY trade, right? Again, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not, uh, advisors we're not telling you to do this but like this is what we're going to do like this is what i'm doing i'm going to try to get that trade on and i think i don't know if i'll get it on in time but i'm going to try okay how often do you guys have an opportunity to trade a known event where you know if a happens the market's going to do this if b happens the market's going to do this and all you have to do is follow the right twitter account 
listen to the right news network, like when that's happening and just boom, get in there and make that trade as quickly as possible. Yeah. That's what I'm doing this next week. I hope I'm not like still on vacation on the beach. Like that's what worries me. I'm on vacation right now. Like, over- <laughs> and I hope it doesn't happen over the weekend. I hope it happens during a trading day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week is when we hopefully get this news. And, it, and, it, and it's not going to work out the way you want. It's going to happen at the, at the least opportune time and you're going to not have your phone with you or it's going to be the weekend, but you can only be as prepared as you can be and that's what you need to do. And I need to basically now go through and turn off all the other alerts that I have because my Twitter alerts, I get as many Twitter alerts as I do like email alerts now, right? Oh my God. And I turned off email alerts long ago. That's why I never respond to email guys, literally. <laughs> On. Okay, Chris. Is, I don't have Chris any extra alerts like that. I just don't need that. I don't need that complication in my life. <laughs> I might. I might do it for this though. Turning my uh, little out there. Um. So that's it, guys. That's what I'm doing this next week. That's. I think that's the big trade of the week. By the way, that is the number one trade of this next week. Is trying to figure out if you can get a multi-second edge on the uh stimulus trade. and if it's if you know? it's thursday if we don't have anything over between now and monday we should tr- probably make that our monday topic is yeah you know stimulus agreed alert. agreed guys it, 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 that's a great idea dave if you're watching right now we will try to come to monday show prepared with exactly who to follow what twitter accounts we're following who to listen to what to look for I think Monday, if we don't have a result by then, if we don't have a stimulus result, uh, we will really dive in deep to trying to action trade the stimulus event uh, next week. Because it's a big one. Listen, it's one that I think if I trade it right, I might be able to make a million bucks real quick next week on this trade, yeah. long or short. And now I'm going to say it right now. My goal is to try to make a million dollars on the stimulus trade. I don't know if I'll do it. I might lose a million dollars. But well, Chris, I think you just uh, came up with a good thumbnail for us, at least. Our $1 million stimulus trade. $1 million Profit. stimulus trade. Um, so one more thing before we go, guys. I want to talk about Nikola for a second because I did not, you know, I got out of my Nikola short the first time. I then re-entered the Nikola short trade with a smaller amount of money. So either way, I kind of win. But I'd like to not lose all of that money I, I went back into nickel with i don't know what to do right now so nickel is moving up i think it's a short squeeze i have not uh covered my trade yet i'm still in my puts i'm still in my short position i'm gonna stick with it i think till next week do you think gm gets a deal done with them and if they do how much more are they just gonna double how much they get but even if they get a deal it's so stupid because all they're doing is getting paid more money to sell them stuff which yeah. is just so irrationally insane to, but that will result in a short squeeze. It will. It will result in a it short will, squeeze if they it, get a deal done. Like a, a better deal for GM is not a great deal for Nikola, right? And it maybe ensures that Nikola could survive uh, and actually have this product for the first time ever or something because people could actually drive. But I, I just here's, I cannot see any reason to invest in Nikola stock. Here's the thing. All. If G, do, regardless do of GM kinda, or if, if, if whoever comes into the save the day, I just Nikola is not a it's it's a it's a brand name and they designed a car that they're trying to have someone else provide the technology and the building and the manu, you know, manufacturing and distribution and everything except for actually taking the money uh, and exchanging money for car keys. GM would be but, doing and, all the work. But here's the thing. So let's just think about what's happening behind closed doors right now. GM is in a room with Nikola. And Nikola is literally – so I'm going to be Nikola, okay? You be GM. I'm, I'm Nikola. Okay. Uh, whoever uh, – all right, ready? Well, I don't even know who's uh, left at Nikola. I, I would say, uh, okay. Trevor Milton, you screwed us and all, all, we, we took all of your money and now it's not worth anything because the stock fell apart. We need more. What are you going to do? No, I, okay. Well, I'm the, the CEO guy. is still there, right? I mean, yeah, CEO, CEO is still there. Listen, listen, I know. I'm sorry. It's been a mess here. I get it. Why didn't you tell me that that was a uh, truck rolling down a hill in that video that I saw? Why didn't you tell me that uh, there were allegations of things that I'm not even going to mention? Okay, listen. It's been weird. It's been weird, but we know why it's been weird, and that person's not here anymore. So can we just, like, move forward? Can we just move forward? Listen, here's the thing. I don't know if I want to move forward because everything that I've heard from you so far has been lies. Okay, but here's the thing. It's a fresh start, and I'm going to do whatever you want. Just tell me what you want, anything that you want. 
We got a $13 billion company. We're worth $13 billion. Still? What do you need? Are you still worth that number. much? Because your stock fell apart. Dude. All that stock you gave us, that $2 billion of stock you gave us is worth way less now. Okay. okay. But it's, it's can, can we get it back up to $2 billion Or maybe, what, tell me what, give me $4 billion worth of your All right, let's, let's, crazy yeah. My stock. My stock is back up. We got a short squeeze going on right now today. We're back up to 9 Yeah, but I'm not. I'm GM. Okay. I don't care about your short squeeze. I'm a major auto manufacturer, and I cannot okay. have my name drugged through the mud behind a hill, a, okay. a truck rolling down okay. a hill. Give me a number. Give me a number. What's the number? Is it $4 billion? <sighs> Can we get a deal done today? $6 billion. $4 billion. Can you do it for six? Uh, Co-press release today, right? Co-press release? Co-press, co-press release. release. I know that that's your game co-press is the co-press release, release game. No, I, I don't want to. Uh, you you uh, know what happened to us the last time wait, I did a co-press wait, release. Wait, what if what if we wait, only wait. have you do a press release and I'm not going to say anything. Wait. I'm going to say we don't have a comment. Wait, wait, wait. Trevor said he'll give you $8 billion, 80% But he's not allowed to. But if he's this, allowed to tweet about it. Is this it, coming so. out of his private shares? <laughs> yes. He wants to come back on Instagram and Twitter. He'll give you 85% of the company, but he's allowed to be on Instagram and Twitter again and talk about it. Yeah, but he has uh, a worse reputation company. than even the name. T- the name Trevor Milton oh, has a re- worse wait, wait, reputation wait, wait, than the name Nicola now. I got another tweet. Another oh, he's texting 90%. you? 90%. He'll give you 90% of the company, but he wants to be able to use the corporate jet still. Um, uh, okay, I, maybe. Listen, I guess I guess I'll go for that. If we get ninety percent of the company, it's basically going to be owned and operated. It's it's now a GM subsidiary, and we we can just have this uh, as as the name brand for our electric vehicles. Because we were having a hard time coming up with a good name anyway. Tesla was already taken, and uh, Nikolai Tesla didn't have a middle name. So I guess we'll just take the name and ninety percent of your company, and we'll let you put out a press release as long as you don't put Trevor's name on it. Press release. Nope, I don't want, okay. not without, you can't put my name on it and you can't put uh, Milton's name on it. So I think what I'm getting to, Dave, is that- <laughs> That's the negotiation. Nicola, Ta-da, Nicola thank you. That was a, that was a good performance. They They're going to give them whatever they want, I think. Pretty much whatever they want. Yeah. Because right now to have GM pulling out of this deal would be catastrophic, right? So if GM gets whatever they want, the only question we have to answer is, will GM take a deal- getting a crazy amount of extra cool stuff, right? Like by cool stuff, I mean money, right? Like extra money and and shares and equity, right? So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Do you think GM is getting pressured by other board members right now to say, dude, dude, just, 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 you can, you can exit slowly. So it's not like a big weird deal where you're like, okay, we made a mistake. You can like be like, Hey, Based on the, the, the sexual whatever allegations, based on, you know, the new information that's come to light, we now did even a deeper due diligence, and we think the best thing is to go separate ways. But, but know, the thing is, can they even do that? I mean, they're basically getting free money to do, you know, what they do, which is build cars. I mean, what what's the, you know, like you were saying earlier, what's the real downside? Except for, the, you know, reputation. Perception. It's a reputational yeah, a, downside. So, like... Is GM getting reputational threats from important people, hedge funds, uh, maybe board members, uh, maybe like, you know, who knows? Like, I don't It's still know free money, it. right? So basically, Nikola came out um, out of nowhere and basically just created money out of thin air, right? Uh, it's investors' money, but it's still, yeah. there's still some shareholder value, right? And so GM gets a chunk of those shares, they get that free money they uh, they get some money to do plant tooling and things like this and they make a bunch yeah. of evs bottom, bottom line it's, it's a good deal for gm other than right. the negative reputation that nicola now has and if they can yeah, distance Trevor's themselves out. and Trevor's out which is the best thing that nicola could have done yeah. right um and so now they just have to go on damage control the news the news that would move test uh, move nicola stock would be gm buys nicola <laughs> Like, but would GM buy them for more than the stock is at right now? Though that's there's no way. GM's not going to pay twenty billion dollars for Nikola. Right. right? Like, right. like if they, if they no, then why would they buy them when they're getting it for free? Our, yeah. Our, there's no. Yeah. 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 So like, if it, yeah, I don't see that. Like right now, Nickel is giving them cash and stock. Right. What the GM would never like convert. If anything, GM because well, there's might, nothing. There's nothing to buy. That's the problem. But right? you know what GM could do? They could put a provision in. Like if this thing does become interesting or good, then we have the right to buy you at this amount. I mean, they could do weird stuff. I just don't know. I, I honestly, this is a situation where I don't have a strong opinion 
on whether GM pulls a deal off or not. I just, I don't know. I really don't know. I just think this is such a weird backwards way that somehow the market has kind of backdoored an investment into General Motors. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Jordan, you know, what's fascinating about this is that money creates opportunity, right? Right. So you, you could create a company tomorrow that you know nothing about. Uh, if you get enough money, billions and billions of dollars, that alone can put you in a position to go to a GM and say, hey, GM, let's do a co-press release. I'll pay you a billion dollars. A billion dollars? That's a lot of money. Like, okay. And yeah, I'll buy all your stuff. You could do that stuff, right, with money. Money does a lot. Not yeah. everything, but it does a lot. And so before you know it, you're faking it till you make it, right? And you're faking it, and next thing you know, now you have a bunch of money, <laughs> and it true. just kind of spirals <laughs> on itself. And now you can actually hire real people, real executives. But do you think at the end of the day, if you're a great engineer, if you're a great, do you think people want to work for Nikola? Like that's the thing. Like, do you think people want to affiliate themselves with this? Are they going to be able to recruit top talent? Or does it even matter? I think it doesn't because matter. I think that they're they're such a different company. You're you're comparing it to Tesla, which is attracting the top engineers and the top everything. It Nikola is a different company. Nikola is a marketing company. It is a brand. It is a uh, you know they they produce mock-ups and you know both both digital mock-ups and physical mock-ups the, and that's it. They're, yeah, they're just the, a marketing company. The only thing you have to the only thing you have to answer at the end of the day is that did, did this episode hurt the Nikola brand so much that people won't buy the product, right? And if, if people will still buy the product, then what, why not go ahead? I, I think what made Nikola cool was that it was this kind of unknown, who the hell knows, right? Kind of. Well, they and had, they were promising they had, that they had the technology. They were promising that everything that they're doing yeah. is 10 times better, faster, cheaper than anyone else yeah. in the market. And that's kind of been their shtick from the beginning. And they raised a bunch of money doing that. And they pre-sold a bunch of vehicles doing that. They pre-sold their, their Nikola 1 18-wheeler for, for like billions. And that, that was like five years ago. I don't know. Four, since whenever the company, like within a week of the company becoming a company, they pre-sold all these things that I don't think will ever be made. Who are the Nikola super fans that get this thing all, off the ground? Who are the first 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people that are buying the Badgers See, that's my question. I would never buy one knowing all this stuff. I mean, I didn't really like the look of it before, but I mean, I, you know, I. But also, where do you get them serviced, right? Like, like, where, yeah. like, I. Well, I mean, GM, it's a GM vehicle at that point, so it'd be, uh, it'd be a GM. It, it not necessarily, though. Not necessarily. But that's where all the warranty work would come from, right? From the manufacturer. I think, I think it'd be a, it basically, it's but, basically a Nikola badge on top of a GM truck. I, I didn't think GM is manufacturing the trucks under this deal. I thought they were just supplying the. Oh, battery I thought they were. Uh, GM is manufacturing. I, the trucks. GM is yeah, doing everything. Full, so are yeah. they going to? Nikola is not going to ma- manufacture are, it. You kidding are, me? Are, 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 is GM going to distribute the trucks and warehouse them and service? No, them they're they're all, they're going to, to build them the way and sense. ship them to Nikola to figure out what to figure out how yeah, to sell. Yeah, I them. don't believe that's part of the deal, Jordan. I don't believe part this deal. But that's where not, GM makes a ton. I mean, they make a ton of money. I guess the dealerships make a ton of money off a of service, right? So you'd make. Nicola certified, you know, mechanics and have it had just use that. No, for the... no, but that becomes if you have a third party entity, Jordan, you know, this from automotive that is yeah. making promises to you and entering into contractual relationships with customers based on promises about what they say. Then you have all kinds of claims that are made if that company goes bankrupt. I don't think GM is going to be certain having a servicing deal and having a sales deal or distribution or an actual yeah. uh, warehousing deal they, with they're Nicola basically they're basically too much liability. Yeah, they're, they're manufacturing and delivering the, the vehicles to Nikola and the Nikola has to market them sell GM them service but GM them, will still be coming up with stuff. all the warranty parts and all the all the actual parts well, GM will keep uh, making yeah, they'll still be a parts, parts manufacturer parts, yeah right but they're mm-hmm. not going to get into any type of warranting, servicing relationship commitment, to the best of my knowledge. I'll have to look deeper into this. Yeah, we'd have to look. I, I think it's too big of a liability with a company that has this reputation right now and that could honestly fall apart in two seconds, right? I think yeah. I don't see GM really doing that. I mean, that's a big, you know, that's a big divergence yeah. for them. Like, that's, I think they're looking at this as a way to kind of accelerate. Well, unless they're looking at this as a way, like I said, through the stock deal to get 
those shares to fund the operations to build up their EV future, right? But on their own, yeah, on their own models, stuff, yeah. right? They're, like, they're going to have GM is going to be competing with Nikola when it comes to EV vehicles. Yeah, e, yeah, e vehicles. EV vehicles is not doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to get. I bet they yeah. use the exact same. If, if it happens, they use the exact same technology underneath both yeah. of them. It, but but yeah, and, they, and that happens today, right? Like that right. happens in a lot of cases today, where you have Volkswagen that does that stuff for a lot of people. Right. So, but they're not warranting the stuff. Like they're that's just producing parts and technology and licensing IP. Right. That's it's very very different. Uh, I don't see how Nikola wins long term because they ultimately what Nikola is is a marketing company with a bad reputation now and I think it's all about hype I think Nikola has the anti-hype right now and uh, by the way part like attaching yourselves to a GM is not sexy for the next generation of EV buyers yeah. like that's not cool or yeah. sexy the thing so that was like, cool about Nikola people... is that people thought that Nikola was something new different and going to be better right and if they now yeah. know that well they didn't actually do any of that and it's just being built by an old school American car company you know I saw in the chat Ford's also getting good reviews for their electric vehicles right so I, I just don't yeah, see if, I, if you te look Tesla is the winner here if you Dave, if you look at some of the comparative analysis that's being done between GM's battery tech and other associated tech uh, and like Tesla, there are people out there that are doing side by side. And then they're, they're saying, hey, here's what GM has. Here's what Nikola said they had. Here's what Tesla has. Yeah. GM is way behind what Tesla has and what Nikola said they were going yes. to do. So all of a sudden, it's a major step back. I don't think that's going to excite people to want to have the badger with like this kind of, you know, second rate Ford GM style like battery tech. It's just not like I just don't really see it, but maybe I'm wrong. I uh, That's why I'm keeping my short position for now. I might, you know, this second set of puts that I bought with my profits from my first set of puts on Nikola, I might lose out on that. I think they expire on October 18th. Yeah. I, and uh, I bought we'll shorter term than you, we'll so mine are going to basically those. expire worthless unless this uh, trend reverses that we've seen spike up in the last day. Uh, but I'm considering now that it's up, this might be a great time to roll into some that expire further <laughs> out, maybe the ones that you're in. Unless... Unless GM gets a deal done, and then temporarily you're going to have a massive short squeeze. Um, so you know, just keep that in mind. It's it's a tough it's a tough yeah. call. It's, I, it's I tough almost call. feel like we're seeing that be... short squeeze now. Like I feel like the the yeah. the people who think that the GM deal might move the stock have already done it, and now that's squeezing out the shorts. And it's kind of made this move a twenty yeah, percent yeah. move in a stock that yeah, it's a I mean, big move. It's a big yeah. move. Uh, all right, so guys. It's 70 and sunny here in You Montauk, definitely need to get out to the beach. I, I want to hit the beach. For sure. I want to hit the beach. It's right across the street. Before you go and before anyone goes, make sure you have hit that like button. Subscribe here. Ring the bell because we're going to have a great show on Monday. And if there's no stimulus news announced, even if there is, we, we should probably talk about the stimulus regardless. But we're definitely going yes. to be on yes. on Monday. So, uh Subscribe, turn on the bell. Hey there, Dave, here's another channel you can subscribe to. It's a really good channel, I hear. Uh, you can listen to our podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitch. Dumb Money TV is our handle on all of those. You can join our Discord server. I saw Leon posted the link to that down in the comments. It's dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. Uh, keep the conversation going on Discord, in our comments here. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Dave Hansen. For Chris and Jordan, we are Dumb Money. We will see you on Monday. Mm.